0: Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk about purpose with inspiring people making a positive impact with their lives. We're particularly interested in social enterprises and entrepreneurs. We will listen to them reflect on their journeys and take time to dig deeper in order to better understand what really motivates their choices. Hey everyone, welcome along to the show. I'm really glad you could join me for this 88th episode where we get the chance to hear from Matthew Goldsworthy, who founded Youth Arts New Zealand. Here's an excerpt from the conversation.
1: Yeah, um, we'd, we'd had drama shows, but nothing that actually brought the arts together. Mm. And uh, I think that's such an incredibly valuable part of the arts is mm. is actually its ability to bring people and and uh, I guess experiences together, mm. and it's, it's drawing from you know every background and and just formed off this basis of creativity. Mm. You know, because creativity just is. So, so broad. Mm. And, and it's a level playing field. It, mm. you, know, you get up on stage with a musician and a dancer and a poet or something, and it's just like, wow, they're all incredible. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all communicating through their own form, uh, through their own strengths. Yeah. Their own,
0: strength, which is own different mediums, right? Now, a lot of you only know me as the Voice of the Seeds podcast, but actually in my day-to-day job, I work as a lawyer. One of the things I really enjoy about being a lawyer is helping people to get things started that they really feel passionately about. So it was really fun to help Matthew set up Youth Arts New Zealand from a legal perspective, and it will be fascinating to watch where it goes. I'm expecting great things and looking forward to introducing him to like-minded people down here in Christchurch when he visits at the end of this month. If you enjoy this episode, then check out some of the dozens of other ones, because this is a series of ongoing conversations that I'm having people from around New Zealand and around the world about what makes them tick and why they do what they do. You can find Seeds in all podcasting apps, or there's a website, which is theseeds.nz. And feel free to leave a rating or review if you enjoy the show. Now let's get into this conversation with Matthew. All right, so it's a pleasure to welcome Matthew Goldsworthy, who's the founder of Youth Arts New Zealand. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for, thanks for the opportunity. Um, it's great to have you here. We connected now maybe a month or bit ago, didn't we? Talking about legal structures for um, Mm. charities and social enterprises. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's great to um, have this conversation. I'm really interested in Youth Arts New Zealand and what you're doing there and what your plans are for the future. But in all of the podcasts that I do, I really try to go back to the beginning of a person's life and just get a sense of where they're from and what it is that's led them to start whatever they're doing. Yeah, I know with your background there's going to be some really interesting insights about arts but mm. um, <laughs> well that's what I'm hoping anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but if we could just start with the beginning yeah, um, sure. and tell us a little bit about where you're from
1: yeah um, so I guess my background is is in music I started playing piano at oh, about age eight or nine something like that maybe even as early as seven Uh and, yeah, my parents kind of not necessarily forced me to do it, but, uh, you know, as as parents do, they're like, oh, try this, try this instrument. So I did. Um, I I was OK. It was all right. I was kind of just trucking along, uh, making a little bit of progress. I never did any formal exams or anything up until quite a way. Uh, later. But yeah, I kind of, I, I was involved in things like the school recorder group and, you know, those bass level music groups. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then kind the, of the,
0: the joy of every parent yeah. think, oh. when the child come home with the recorder oh. and uh, the recorder's to best. play <laughs> best <laughs> instrument. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So I kind of, so my background is primarily in, in music and I got up until sort of the the, the start of high school well more around intermediate and i realized that music was really that thing for me some people had sports some people were amazing at writing some people were crazy good at maths and for me that was that was music and mm. i i i've never claimed to be that great at it um but i think why why i love it so much is because it's just so it's it's just always there it's it's always something that that you can turn to it, it's not you you can't Expect, or you don't have to expect anything back from it, um, but somehow you do get something back from it, <laughs> yeah. and it's so valuable to to just have that opportunity to sit down at the piano and play something. It's just like this this release, and you can be either incredibly upset or um, or anxious and and get something out that way, or you can be angry and thrash those lower notes, or you can be really happy and write some nice little uh four chord pop progression or something so it's just some it, it's so versatile uh and, and that's why I love piano is that it's just so you you can pretty much mimic anything on mm. it
0: and was that so you described being an intermediate Sort mm. of what sort of age were you or do you remember it being like a yeah was it a moment that you thought this is it or was mm. it like a gradual progression or um <laughs>
1: Yeah, funny you mention that because it's not really something I've thought about. I think one of the one of the defining moments in my uh, sort of piano career, if you can call it that, is uh, when I when I learned to play Pirates of the Caribbean, um, amazing theme by uh, Hans Zimmer, who I look up to a lot as a as a composer. And yeah, I <laughs> I I learned that, and it took me probably the best part of a year to learn. Uh, I I was nowhere near that level. Uh, and so it took me so, so long to learn and eventually I learned it and for my intermediate music assessment uh, I performed that and everyone was like, whoa, Matthew, oh my (laughs) god But they didn't know it had been a year of practice I was like, yeah Yeah, that was, no problem Instantaneous (laughs) (laughs) Just did that overnight I just sat down here and it came out Yeah, yeah, whoops (laughs) Yeah, so um, I, I think that was the moment that I realized that Music could could well people as well because right. uh, and I I think with art and artistic expression creativity you do need that external validation mm. and so actually being able to practice something something that I put so much of my heart and soul into um, perhaps I should have uh, brought it back a, a little bit but. Um, yeah, it just kind of made me realize this is something that's really that's really valuable both to me and to this sort of community of classmates, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's something that people can appreciate no matter what their background. Yeah. yeah, wherever they've exactly. come from, music yeah. is a. A unifier, isn't it? Mm, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, I should ask as well about your age now, because we're talking about intermediate. Some people sure. I interview on this podcast are, you know, in their 50s or 60s. Yeah. But you're nowhere near that age, are you? No, I'm 19. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you're still a teenager. This is relatively recent history for you. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like,
1: Although it feels like a very long
0: time ago. Right. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's good. And music. Um, so so that was the moment you think looking um, back was that I
1: well I, I think there are a few a few moments mm. um, it, it kind of depends what what we're talking about it leading to I guess but uh, I, well, I let's I think start
0: just with the you know you, you said you started learning piano at eight or nine mm. and it was kind of your parents this is a good idea sure like that when it became your own mm. was it that Point when you did that performance of the. Um,
1: I, to be honest, I, I think it was a gradual process. I think I just started. Um, I mean, I'd, I was never really like the the typical um, boy growing up. Mm-hmm. I wasn't into rugby and um, I don't know, just kind of like typical Kiwi things. Yeah. And so I I did sort of have to try and find something that that made me feel comfortable. Uh, I, would, I was quite an anxious kid i I still am quite anxious and uh, music's such a great way of of Mm. coping with that Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah um i think definitely it it was a gradual process in a way of me uh trying to trying to not necessarily fit in but but be at ease with who i was because growing up is such a especially those teen years are just Mm. so tricky to navigate and actually having something constant that's always there and you can shape it in however whatever way you like mm. it's so incredibly valuable mm. and just to be able to express any sort of emotion and you know bash the bash the piano or just play it really really lightly and and get something really really beautiful
0: out of it yeah
1: you know, it's um
0: there's infinite variations isn't there definitely you know yeah. like um depending on the mood and the and the atmosphere and Mm. and what it is, your point, whether it's something you've made or someone else has made. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I think, um, I think definitely a gradual process. I Mm. think it it was a way of me growing up and um, realizing that, that there was more to those years than just the sort of lighthearted things that, that were going on. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always felt things quite deeply Mm. uh, and, and growing up over that, over those few years was was quite difficult for me because, mm-hmm. you know, I think things would be chucked around and, um, mm-hmm. you know, some nasty comments and some, like... E- e- even I remember in primary school, I had this teacher that used to shout at people uh, and she 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 was very angry she was a very angry person right she loved me but i never knew that i didn't even know that until probably about 2 or 3 years ago because she would always shout at people and i'd take that on board and think that she was angry with me right uh, so that's that's kind of how sensitive i was and that's yeah, I so went why quite i needed deep. that yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and it it got to a point where in at the sort of the end of year 10 or when i was oh uh 15 i believe mm-hmm. uh maybe 14, 14 uh i i got quite introverted mm-hmm. like pretty extremely introverted and uh i remember at school i used to go and just play the piano there was nothing else i would do i would uh i've never been one to sort of skip class and things like that but i i would sometimes skip the whole day and just go into the piano room and and play mm. um as cheesy and generic as that sounds, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it sounds. I, I don't know the word I'm thinking of. is Solace, you know, like mm. that was your place of, of peace yeah. or yeah, solace, well, it, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: it, it, it was an escape from the realities of everything else that was that was mm-hmm. going on. There were quite a few. you know, There was something uh, sort of to do with my family that was going on at, at that time, and mm-hmm. I was experiencing a whole lot of um, a whole lot of conflict because there was a lot of change happening. Uh, and then I actually ended up moving schools, and that was a huge confidence boost, and was so valuable for me because I actually turned my music into something that was uh, originally an, an escape, and mm. used that to fuel and motivate uh, my future sort of music aspirations. Yeah,
0: it sounds like you brought it on as part of your identity as well, yeah. so that you know yeah. you, because people do, for better or worse, you do end up getting categorized, particularly mm. in high school, like oh. You, that's the basketball player, and that's yes, the good writer, and definitely. that's the whatever, so y- you were able to kind of mold that identity, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and that's an interesting way of putting it yeah i, d- I think I definitely after that year of um y- year ten mm. i I think i I moved school and it was an opportunity for me to redefine myself mm-hmm. and when i when I sort of reevaluated everything, when I looked back on on everything and and looked forward. Uh, I definitely brought music on as a part of my identity and, and that's sort of what I took on as as my, my thing mm. moving forward mm. and I, I guess that's kind of what I was known for most at, at My school was Mm. music, which Mm. was really nice. It was nice to be finally like, ah, Matthew's the the music guy. Yeah. (laughs) This is my identity. Yeah. It's it's always quite validating. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think just to keep talking a little bit about the power of music Mm. in my own, I love family history and my Mm. great grandfather, who I never met, like he died in 1960, he played the piano. Mm -hmm. And the stories about him is that he could walk into any room, you know, this is back when there were more pianos. (laughs) (laughs) And and if there was a party or something, he could just walk up to the piano and just he could play. Mm -hmm. And it would be the center of everyone would gather around and, you know, they would sing or dance or whatever. And for him, that was really a part of his identity. And when he had um, kind of a, a surprise... (laughs) fourth child. <laughs> um, and they named her Joy, because she'd brought joy to their life. Oh, and wow. he wrote this little song for her, which is this was literally 1928 or so mm. that she was born. And he wrote this song. And I've got the music still. And you can, like, you can play that music. I wish I could play it. But mm. I've, I've had people play it for me. And you can kind of feel the the feeling that he would have had as he composed it Mm. you know almost a hundred years ago it's still there and you can hear him in a way communicating how much joy he'd Mm. gotten from this child that had been born through the music and it so it just i'm really hearing what you're saying you know the power of music
1: uh yeah it's it's so um yeah i I think what you said before about it being a unifier is Mm. completely i think there's no better way to describe it it's it's just another language, it's just another way that we communicate with mm. each other, and mm. it's something that, that brings people together, which is such, a, such an incredibly valuable and under, understated, underestimated mm-hmm. um,
0: value. Mm. So when you got to your new high school, mm. um, and that sort of became your identity, I guess you were involved with productions and school shows and that type of thing, or, yeah. or what, yeah. what, so what form did it take?
1: Yeah, so I, I think this was the stage where um, where I started getting more into leadership roles and and more realizing that actually I could, I I could actually have a voice and use it mm. and not just think about things, and yeah, so I I started organizing small music events and uh, took on board some of the NCA music mm-hmm. uh, concerts that we had at school, things like that. Um yeah, I, I, I definitely started playing a whole lot more. I started gigging with, with a friend that um, that played cello, which was amazing. Mm. We did some Christmas parties and things like that, which was just amazing. They were just, I, don't, I remember one of them, they literally handed us uh, a, oh, what was it? I, I think it was $100. And then we were like, sweet, that's amazing being, I don't know, 15 or 16. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and then they just kept handing us $100 bills wow. throughout the night. We were just going what, what What is happening? And it, it, it was in this most magical place with fairy lights and it was this half-renovated sleep-out. It was just amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I, start, I definitely realized that, that there was more to music than just playing it. Mm-hmm. And there was all these other factors like promotion and uh, uh, the way that you dress and the way that you market yourself and actually using music as a business and promoting yourself as a, as a brand, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I also found... At, at high school that there were just so many opportunities that were lost, so many amazing moments that could have happened that never happened because no one actually gave these people the opportunity. Hmm. Uh, and and that really made me – that really frustrated me. There was a lot of political um, – just political arguments and uh, decisions being made between these arts departments, um, so art, music, drama, um, right. visual art and – Media, those sorts of departments, and it, it was just incredibly frustrating and and overwhelming because there were these supposedly authority figures that actually were just so caught up in their own um, agendas that they couldn't see any any of the talent that mm-hmm. these. Uh, oh, I I think saying that they couldn't see it is wrong, but. They just refused to co- to cooperate with each other mm. and to cooperate with the students, and that was incredibly annoying. <laughs> I, d- I was You the, could see the value of oh, um, yeah.
0: having. Dancers with the music, yes, the theatre, exactly. With the whatever,
1: exactly. There was um, specifically this this point where where we ha- we're going to have a production, and we hadn't. I, I think our school didn't have a production for many many years. Yeah, um, we, we'd had drama shows, but nothing that actually brought the arts together. Mm. And uh, I, I think that's such an incredibly valuable part of the arts is is actually its ability to bring. People and and uh, I guess experiences together, mm. and it's it's drawing from you know every background and and just formed off this basis of creativity, mm. you know because creativity just is so so broad, mm. you know, it, and and it's a level playing field. It, mm. You know you get up on stage with a musician and a dancer and a poet or something, and it's just like wow, they're all incredible. Yeah, <laughs> they they're all communicating through their own. Uh, through their own form, through yeah. their own strength. Which their is own
0: different mediums, right? Yeah. And the problem, I think, I hear what you're saying. Like, it's this word that I come back to often is silos, mm. where you get kind of put into categories of you're this or you're mm. that. Um, and it's about breaking down those so that you can actually cross fertilize. And, you know, the poet starts reading and someone starts playing music and, mm. wait a minute, this is becoming a song, yeah. you know? Yeah, like-
1: well, I, I think one of the one of the defining moments, actually, was, was when I realized uh, that I actually was okay at filming things mm. and putting music to film. Right. And and then I was like, well, if I can do this, then other people can do it. I mean, I, I wasn't that great, but there there would be people that are incredibly talented filmmakers and storytellers Mm. that I could pair with and then bringing those together would just be like whoa you know and and so yeah I I think if uh, if we go back to those defining moments uh, definitely one of one of them was this arts showcase that I organized at at my school um, Northcote College and Basically, just fought quite quite hard against uh, against the teachers to try and to try and actually get it mm. happening because it was seen as just being too big. I said, "Look, I I can do it. We can do it. We've got this massive community of young artists that just need or w- really just want this opportunity mm. to express themselves and and show the community that they are valued and, and valuable." Um, so let's just do it and it took me a few terms but eventually i got there Mm -hmm. um and we organized it and it was just the most incredible night Uh, there's there's this beautiful photo of all of us at the end of the night on stage just um it's it's probably just one of the most incredible photos i've ever seen it's just just the animation on everyone's face and Mm. the they were really alive in that moment yeah (laughs) oh yeah i honestly if um if pictures could could move you you can you could see this one moving it's just it's it's quite overwhelming
0: Mm. um so what was it about the event do you think that that was able to harness all that creativity and and capture it what is it that makes a good event
1: um storytelling i think having a narrative having something that is an experience rather than just uh a musician getting up performing a piece that's really mechanical and then walking off stage mm-hmm. you know it's it's a, it's so much more than that it's an experience it's something that that's bringing people together and there's so much value in that in that mm. um, i I think there's What's often overlooked with uh, with these sorts of events is the interaction between the audience and the performers, mm. and also the interaction between performers and the other performers. Mm. You know, why have one person coming out one by one? Why don't we just bring all twenty five musicians on stage at once and see what the hell happens mm. <laughs> you know.
0: So talk to me about the interaction between the audience and the performer. What do yeah. you mean by that? Break um, it down a bit more. Because I'm really curious about that. Yeah. I agree with you completely. Yeah, it's sure. very different to putting some music on, you know, a stereo mm. as opposed to being in a theater watching yeah. the person right there playing the piano. Mm. But for you, how do? what do you what are you meaning?
1: Um well, I'd, I think a good example of this is, uh, is from the Arts Showcase when I um, I played a, a few pieces at the end of it, mm-hmm. um, a few original pieces, which I was really... It, it was a huge um, expression of, um, I guess, just the... It, it, it was quite a, a tough few months, and so I wrote those pieces for the Arts Showcase, performed them, just like this huge uh, relief, almost, this huge... Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, watching the video back, I can really see the the emotion that I played that with, um, and I said at the end, I did the speech, which, oh my God, i rambled so much. I look back. I, I haven't even watched that speech back because it was so terrible, <laughs> but there was one thing I said, which was, um, essentially the, uh, it, it was just talking about, um, if you have a passion, then pursue it. Um, it's, it's, you know, you can do whatever else you want to make ends meet financially or, um, or, you know, just whatever you need to do. But if you have a passion, and you're, if you're sitting in the audience now and you're thinking, mm. this is my thing, and you're feeling inspired, because I guarantee you, ninety-nine percent of you will, then go home and make a plan and see see yeah. what you can do with that. Uh, and then I had this so it's a
0: really a challenge to the audience not yeah. just don't just absorb here, mm. actually take away. And if you gave up piano when you were eleven, yeah, but you always secretly wished that you could play get back Mm. into it that type of a you know as an audience member you're participating Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah and so i um a few weeks later i heard from one of my friends that her mum had started playing piano again because Mm. she really resonated with what i said that night right and it was just the most incredible feeling it was Mm. like wow that's really cool i've actually inspired um someone through my love of music to pursue their love of music yeah and so uh, with with these events it's so important to have this lasting impression mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it's what happens before the event and after the event not just what happens at the event. Mm-hmm. so how, how can we actually harness the power of this event of this beautiful interaction because that can't be that can't be taken and just replicated mm-hmm. you know, that experience is completely unique mm-hmm. so how can we actually build on that before and before and after?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the energy in the room would have been different if you were playing the same piece with no one in the room, right? Mm. Like oh yeah, definitely. The, the audience being there added yep. the extra little bit of pressure, probably, but mm-hmm. also the opening yourself up, being very honest and open. This is the piece, yeah. you
1: know. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I I think there's this sort of uh, I I've never really quite got it, um, but there's almost this telepathy between the the audience and the and the performer. It's mm-hmm. like this this knowing that everyone is in this room listening to what i'm producing or what the musician or poet or filmmaker is producing Uh, and so there's this collective um uh experience listening to this listening or or watching this this performer yeah it's just so uh, yeah it's
0: I, I can't really find the words to describe no, but it. but I, I think everyone listening will know what you mean, because mm. they'll have had... So last year, uh, the Social Enterprise World Forum was held in Christchurch, yep. and so it's kind of a business-like event, you know, like people come along. It was a bit different, because everybody in the room was about purpose and wanting to do something for the benefit of... Mm-hmm. Humanity and things But the The point is The person got up And said welcome everyone We're gonna start By this Maori language school um, We've got these children And they're gonna sing A waiata for us And they got up And started singing And just The whole feeling In the room You could just you Like it was just Breaking down barriers And everyone yep. was united And somehow That song That these children singing mm-hmm. It suddenly Deepened The whole experience yep. And it kicked off That conference In a way that was so different to most conferences where it's mm-hmm. right uh, the agenda for today is uh, you know mm-hmm. number one two three <laughs> yeah so
1: yeah well i I strongly believe that creativity is is the future it's it's got a part in every single industry, and what we're doing with with youth arts is not just specifically to do with the arts i I like to believe that we're inspiring um, just uh, I guess the population mm. to embrace creativity, mm. to embrace um, out uh, out of the box thinking, and and actually um, pursue what what they believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So how did it? So we're kind of this is this always happens. This is naturally <laughs> moving in yeah. w- with with youth arts New Zealand. Mm. Like, was it that show that you did that was sort of the real impetus to starting um, thinking about setting up something? because Yeah. Cause it, yeah. You know, I'll be honest. Most nineteen-year-olds don't call me and say I'd like to start a charity. You know, <laughs> so what yeah. was the what was the point that sure. sort of you thought actually I'm going to take this more seriously?
1: Yeah, um, I think I think there were two events specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, one was the arts showcase. The other one was a a, a concert that I ran last December called The Thing About Music, Mm -hmm. and it was essentially just a showcase of young performers from um, all over Auckland's North Shore, Mm -hmm. just incredibly talented performers, and uh, we put them on a stage, and they just absolutely blew everyone's minds. It was just incredible, Uh, and we had probably, I think it was about 250 people in the end show up, and it was just an incredible vibe. Mm -hmm. It was just this community event that, Um, that me and a a few others organized and it was just really really special Mm. Uh, and and in that moment so we we um i actually had a call from dave baxter or avalanche city Mm. uh, a few weeks before the event saying hey, um, I heard you're looking for a special guest. I'd like to play. And Mm. uh, sure, Dave, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, are you sure you've got the right number? (laughs) Are you open to that? Yeah, Yeah, but um, he drove up from wherever he was and uh, just came in with his guitar and um, just, yeah, we we all played Love, Love, Love with him at the end, which is, uh, I'm not sure if you know, pretty much uh, everyone knows it by the New World song. Okay, Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it was just this incredible moment of um, of freedom and just realizing this is this is my, my path. This is actually the point where I've got to do something with this. Hmm. And I remember waking up the next morning off this sort of these, uh, like the thing with events is that there's these huge highs, you know, mm. there's, there's these highs and lows going into the event, but then there's this huge high or potentially a huge low if it's a complete disaster. Yeah. And <laughs> then you wake up the next day, and it's like, well, that's all over, what next? And I was really, I, I just remember waking up and I was just so, I don't think depressed is, is, is the right word. I think just, just um, l- trying to look for something. And I was trying to look so hard for something, but I realized that the answer to, to that feeling was actually just creating a community. Because if we had a community, if, if we had this before and after the event, and not just the event, then the events would just continue to grow and become even more special, and and those interactions would become potentially even more meaningful. Hmm. Um, so that's when that's when New Thoughts New Zealand came about was just from the realization that actually I can do more than just bring people together for events. I can hmm. bring people together uh, through more than the just power a, of the arts.
0: Yeah, more than just a one-off. Yeah. One off thing yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. But yeah. actually to develop a community. Mm-hmm. And I hear what you're saying as well. You you had sort of more experienced Musician mm. or artist coming in as well, which I think is a part of what you want to do—is yeah, encouraging 100%. across generations, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, across generations, across art forms, across any any sort of boundaries that exist, really. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the arts are just such an incredible tool to be able to break down those barriers and um, unify us.
0: Mm. So, since that event in December, what mm-hmm. have you been doing since then to develop this sense of or to develop the community? Yeah, and, sure. And what's your focus?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Wow, uh, big question. I I guess... (laughs) I try (laughs) to keep them, What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can uh, interpret it any way you want. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, so I guess this year's been a huge trial year. Um, Just coming out of high school, it's been a a huge year of experimentation, both um, just just with sort of personal things as well as as business things. It's just been a huge year of change and realizing who I am as a person. mm -hmm. And so that's been quite tricky to navigate while trying to cope with the uh, potential changes going on with with youth arts and the other projects that i'm that i'm working on so um yeah i i guess it's just been a huge year of seeing what works what doesn't i think we've realized that we love events but we need to focus more on building the community because events are incredibly resource intensive so mm. yeah and i i guess it so we we did run a few events. We ran a gig called Rock Dirty at seven thirty and showcased a few um, cool young acts from around um, around Auckland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're currently working with um, with Brit Mart, uh down on Auckland's waterfront and uh, Mike Chun from Play It Strange uh, to produce this event called Strange Summer Streets, which is going to be a nice little showcase of young performers every Saturday from. Um, yeah, just from all around Auckland. And actually, we've got some people coming up from sort of the Waikato region as well, which mm. is really cool. Uh, so we're doing that. We're doing the thing about music again. And this year, our special guest is Jamie McDowell. I've just mm. been with her yesterday, actually, just down at her beautiful batch down in the Coromandel, um, mm. filming an interview with, video with her, which was just incredible. Mm. Uh, she's completely behind what we're doing. And I, I think that's, that's uh, how I would sum this year up, is just... Mm-hmm. Um, Relationships and connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think just the I've really realised the va- the value of having people that believe in you. It's so important, especially with the arts, when you're when you're um, just putting everything every bit of yourself every piece into this project or Mm -hmm. into this um artwork or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. Uh, it's so important to actually have someone there that's like you know what you're you're doing a good job
0: yeah Yeah. keep it up yeah (laughs) keep it up
1: and so it's true i mean it it shouldn't really be like this but especially from um some sort of high profile people it's like whoa that's really nice
0: um and i'm not especially uh, that they would go out of their way to to reach out or to yeah. you know, to yep. give an encouraging word. But the funny thing I find is that when you talk to people like that, mm. usually in their stories, you know, when they were eighteen they had somebody who helped them yep. like everybody's had a break everybody's mm-hmm. had someone who encouraged them and mm. so it is that sort of circle of you know giving back
1: yeah definitely yeah. i um i formed quite a great friendship with uh with this amazing man robert knight who uh is an incredible photographer has photographed pretty much every famous rock and roll band um or artist that you have ever heard of right he's just an incredible cool. guy and he came over uh, to new zealand uh, because his wife's a Kiwi, his wife's also incredible. Yeah. Um, she's she does sort of photography and um and conceptualization for bands, and just an incredible couple. Wow, yeah. um, and I just formed this amazing connection with him, mm-hmm. where essentially we just realized that we were completely the same, but com- at completely different stages of life. Hmm. And it was just the most inspirational motivational moment because he was up here you know he he was at the at the top but he didn't give off any of those vibes he he didn't come with an ego I mean he uh, I mean he I, I was scrolling. I, I remember putting my number in in his phone, and I was scrolling past Dave Groll and right. <laughs> <Colvin> John, and <laughs> these numbers just going. Do, do these oh, people right, even have goodness. phones? <laughs> do they exist? <laughs> I've never, oh, wow. I've, I've never even thought about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just having having that person that you just sit down with and have a genuine conversation mm. with is just so. So <laughs> amazing, and yeah. um, especially just at the stage of life that I'm at, going through so many changes and really figuring out what the hell I'm doing with university and work and um, trying to make ends meet. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, it's it's the beginning of all of that, and that's the exciting thing. It's yeah. it's the beginning, but actually having someone that has done an incredible job um, has has had a, such a successful career. Mm. Actually, to come in and say, you know what, you are doing a good job, and I really believe in you. Mm. It's like, well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Store that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so it's such an ego boost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You gotta um, mount it on, get a picture, right? Mount yeah, it somewhere like yeah. That's the yeah. That's yeah. really great. Well, I think I, I I hear you. I think in any industry and in anything you are doing, like I work as a lawyer, um, but having people further down the journey, you know, to who believe in you and You think you can do it, like such a big thing, and it particularly Mm -hmm. in the arts, I imagine, where people naturally perhaps don't believe that they're as talented as they are. I I see it a lot. I don't know about you, but it's like, did you really just write this poem? Mm. This is beautiful. Don't you know how beautiful this is? People don't
1: believe in themselves enough, and to be one thing that I've realized is that to be proud here is quite often perceived as being cocky and selfish, mm. when in fact it's just, it's so wrong. I mean, it, it, it's the way in which they do it. If they go, hey, look at this poem, I'm so incredible, look yeah. at me, yeah, look yeah. at me, go, I've just won this award, and you know all of these things, mm. um, it's like, you know, uh, maybe just tone it down a bit. Yeah, yeah. But if, you know... Is Stay it, humble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, some people, and, and something that I'm so passionate about is just encouraging people to... Uh, to come out and, and share their talents with, mm. with others because it's so validating mm-hmm. and and just forming connections with people that believe in you, just mm-hmm. so important.
0: Yeah, and then it's so important for once you're down the road a little bit to be looking out for the people who are behind you, yep. who you can encourage, right? yes yeah, and that's
1: the beautiful thing about the New Zealand um, uh, music industry is mm. that, and and just sort of the arts industry in general. But I guess I've just been focusing on the music industry because that's my strengths, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, it's just everyone is out here to help each other, mm. and uh, sure, there's there's some competition that naturally exists, but yeah, just just the support from from these incredible music figures that that we've got, it's just been insane it's mm. it, it's so it's so humbling to know that there are people out there looking to actively support
0: young people mm. uh, yeah. yeah so your ambitions for youth arts new zealand like you have mm. called it youth arts new zealand not yeah. youth arts auckland yeah. or <laughs> north shore or whatever <laughs> yeah. um you it looks to me like you've got a bigger ambition than just too yeah. narrow so yeah just talk us through you know plans for the future and yeah and also if people are listening and they think i'd like to get involved like what shape does that take yeah sure so um
1: yeah i i guess again this year's been just a huge trial year just figuring out what the hell we're doing with it um Mm -hmm. because we see the value in it people see the value in it it's just how we best best uh like how how we actually navigate that and Mm -hmm. and get to that next stage whatever that next stage is Mm -hmm. um yeah so i i think that the journey is a little bit unclear but we've so far opportunities have almost just sort of come to us because mm. and and the great thing about being called youth arts new zealand is it sounds really official <laughs> and so it sounds like something that's existed for years and, and years right but um it hasn't it right. started at the start of the year yep. and it's very new yep. uh, and yeah so i guess we're and we're you're thinking about of to going set it up
0: as a legal entity right yeah so it's like yes. Thanks, there's Stephen. things <laughs> there's things happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like it's yeah you're right it hasn't it's not got decades behind it. Yeah. But yeah, it does sound, sounds yeah. official. Sounds official. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's a good choice of name.
1: Yeah. So I, I think um, one of the problems that, that we have faced is how do we actually scale this? Because we can't call it Youth Arts New Zealand mm-hmm. and just represent music on the North Shore. Right. You know? um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think we do have to start somewhere. So at, at the moment, definitely it's it's in Auckland. Yeah. Um, that's where we live. That's where our offices, that's where we... Yeah. Um, You've got to start somewhere. E- yeah. Exactly. I mean,
0: if you... Feel like coming for a trip to Christchurch, which is where I live. Mm. There's a lot going on down there as well. Yeah, I can introduce you to people who are active. Um, Amazing. There's a venue called Exchange Christchurch, Mm. which is an amazing. It's a cafe and art space. So half of it is devoted to artists um, of all types. You know, from making different types of clothing, painters, huge variety. But then there's the um, the cafe area is like an exhibition space as well. So they have constant rolling exhibitions of mm. this artist wow. is featured, and and then they've got poetry nights and all types of things. So mm. come on down! I'll I'll introduce yeah, the Preston and to. all the people there because yeah. they're really pushing. You know, like great. Yeah. Mm. So there's there's stuff happening around the country, and it'd be, oh, definitely. You know.
1: Yeah. I do, well, I I think one of the main goals with us is just to just to foster interconnectivity, mm. and you know we. Individually, I mean, we're a team of three at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't individually go to every artist in the country and say, "Look, you should talk to this person." Mm-hmm. But if we can actually provide the resources to um, individualize that as much as possible, mm-hmm. then I think we're we're heading in a in a good direction. And I think there's just so many places out there that love to help and support young people, mm-hmm. but either they don't know the young people, or the young people don't know them. Right, and so. I, I guess in a sense we're aiming to become the aggregator for, right. for these arts organizations. We're, we're not looking to be the competition for all of these arts in, in, institutes. It's completely not against, uh, sorry, it's it's completely against our where we're going. You know, yeah. Our, our goal is to, <laughs> yeah, I com- completely, yeah. yeah, we're not setting out to, I mean, we're registering as a charity. We're not setting, setting yeah. out to make a whole lot of profit from it. Yeah. It, but it's something that, um, we just see so much potential with and and the people that we've connected with have just also seen
0: so much potential. Mm. Um, so in terms of the structure that you're choosing, like you mentioned that you're choosing to be a charity. And tonight, I think you're coming to a seminar that I'm helping out with run about social enterprise. Yeah. So just talk us through that decision about whether you became a social enterprise or a, did it in a corporate Profit-making way versus the charity, mm. and how you landed on the charity side of the equation.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, good question. Because I, throughout this year, it's been a huge. Um, we've we've bounced back and forth so much, but I think what we've realized is that we can totally function in a completely sustainable way, being a charity. You now, there's with a charity, there's so many. Uh, there 's so many misconceptions about becoming a charity mm-hmm. you know you you 're just out there on the streets begging for money it's it 's com- so inaccurate and so archaic uh, yeah so i I think we've we 've decided to become a charity just because of the fact that it 's such a community based thing and we want people to to really understand that our motives are not necessarily to make a profit but um, well if I mean if we make a profit then that's going back into the community mm. you know that's that's really the the understanding of it we can i'd I'd love to make a million dollars a year uh for for the for the company, but mm. then putting that back into this sort of circular system where the income we're getting goes straight back into the and in, in, into output and and mm. the community mm-hmm.
0: yeah so it's the legitimization that you get from being a charity mm. because it's a commonly understood thing that generally yeah. charities are about the community and you know yeah
1: yeah and also things just like to, to accept donations and you know yeah. things things like that it just um, it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable um, knowing that our direction is aligned with with, with that and of, of the communities I guess and yeah. and it helps the community know that that our direction is, is aligned with them
0: yeah no it makes sense and we had some discussions about this now a couple of weeks ago when you were talking mm-hmm. it through because I think it's good For any entity or people setting it up, to think through, where where do I sit? Mm -hmm. You know, is this more of the profit-making social enterprise type of thing, or is it really more of the charity? type of thing so
1: yeah yeah well it's it's an interesting uh concept and something that we debated over for quite a quite a while because we thought right let's go social enterprise because Mm -hmm. um we can still function in a charitable way but just uh, make some money Mm -hmm. but we can still do that as a charity Uh, it's just you know i i would love to get to the stage where i can where i can pay myself and and Mm -hmm. and where members of the team can pay themselves because Mm -hmm. then we're creating the sustainable organization that um that gives back but also employs people. Mm-hmm. How incredible would that be? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's really good. Yeah, I kind of view it as there's paradigm shifts happening in our world mm. and one of them is the traditional characterization of charity has mm-hmm. to be just like you said sort of sitting on the street please give us money mm. and business is the hard-nosed yep. we don't care about anything else and actually we're we're kind of merging the two ways of thinking into something in the middle, which right now, for me, the label is social enterprise. Yeah. But yep. it's, hopefully it's bigger than that, and we actually um, have new ways of thinking. You know, In 20 mm. years, we'll look back and realize that there was a different way that kind of blended both. Mm. But we'll see where we get to. Yeah. In, we'll in a way, best. what you're talking <laughs> about, the arts and creativity infusing business and infusing mm. all the other things that that, that can add value to, mm. what you know, as a lawyer, that there can be creative ways that that we can communicate with clients and, exactly you know, yeah. So, yeah
1: yeah and I, I think creativity it's it's all just um, one of the great uh, benefits of it of, of harnessing the power of creativity is understanding people mm. you know? instead mm. of um, walking into a business meeting and putting waiting an hour to finally get your agenda out. Um, I actually had this chat w- with my friend a while ago, a mm-hmm. um, good friend of mine, Karen, and he uh, he told me that there was this uh, thing that he did in meetings if, if they're negotiating something called selfish motivations. And it's just made my meetings so much more efficient. Because oh, okay, at, at, at what's that? Uh, <laughs> what's yeah, the hack? <laughs> yeah, so um, at, at the start, you just say, right, these are my selfish motivations. And and, and you say, right, with this, say for this event, um, I want Youth Thoughts New Zealand to... Um, make, I don't know, $1,000 that we can reinvest into um, online video content for mental health. Mm. Um, and I want to make sure that we are, um, I don't know, contracting two people for this. Mm. and uh, so just
0: being re- upfront at the yeah. beginning.
1: Yeah, oh, it, it's so much more valuable. It's so yeah. much more efficient because you actually get through those those points uh, in, in a way that, that sort of doesn't, um, sidetrack anything it, and, and you're not pushing this agenda while constantly thinking oh, how, do, how do I how do how do navigate I this, this? how yeah. I work it in how do yeah. I sort of coerce him or her into into mm. thinking this way now it's just like here we go this is this is my this is what I want out of this what do you want out of this right let's meet
0: somewhere in the middle mm. clear communication yeah <laughs> oh man <It's> so great <laughs> <laughs> it's so much better than the the alternative <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah agreed oh that's good well I've, I've really enjoyed our talk um one of the things i've always loved poetry mm. so for a long time i've you know attempted to write poetry and and enjoy that enjoy the the idea that words can convey meaning mm. in a really special way you know like a, a few lines can have more power than an entire book mm. in my view <laughs> yeah. because it can capture things with a picture an image yep. that is just so much more powerful than lots of text mm. um, so for every guest of the podcast I try to write a poem and then I give it to them afterwards as a way to say thank you for being on the show mm. so it's a little bit of the arts kind of coming Amazing. through and I'm, yeah. I'm trying to compile them all now into a book basically oh. of, of you know a That's book of poetry from Incredible. seeds yeah mm. it's kind of fun um yeah. because the the name of this show seeds is mm. that each interview hopefully like you said the audience members might feel inspired that people listening to this hopefully will have listened to you and think maybe i should go back and mm. pick up the piano again or whatever yeah. it is so well,
1: that'd be great if if yeah. anything like that happens i would love to know <laughs> yeah
0: it's often it's those ripples that you never ever see but mm. hopefully it's out there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I so is the way that people could get involved. Like, if somebody's listening to this, who's hmm. an artist and yeah. wants to reach out, um, and you know, potentially that you could find a venue or a platform for yeah. them to perform. Is that sort of the, yeah. the basic yeah that, way that, it would work? That or? sort
1: of thing. Um, we're starting up a mentoring service. Um, okay. Hopefully, pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, still finalizing details and things like that. But we've we run some open open mic nights. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, yeah. I mean. I think what we really, like I said before, we we really want to facilitate that interconnectivity. And so if we can actually, if if we get an email saying from this young, um, I don't know, 14-year-old uh, guy that's that's just this sing- incredible singer-songwriter, or, you know, don't even have to be incredible, just like this aspiring singer-songwriter saying, how do I actually make that next step? Mm-hmm. We'll be more than happy to put him in touch with, with someone that can mm-hmm. hopefully make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not saying that we can uh, do that for every single person in New Zealand, but uh, we aim to, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, I, I would so love to get to the point where Youth Arts New Zealand is just a household name for young artists, you know, it, it, it's where young artists come to collaborate, to meet each other, mm. to, um, to share experiences, and just to be part of, of a community.
0: Mm. And it ultimately comes back to something we talked about before, about having confidence in your ability and, mm. your, and your art, you know, that, that the 14-year-olds maybe has never stood up and actually performed Mm. with their guitar and sung in front of lots of people. Um, And maybe they're not incredible right now, but 10 years from now, if they get the mentoring, you know, the support, who knows what they're going to become. Exactly. We'll look at
1: what happened to, um, like Ed Ed Sharon. Yeah. He was a, I mean, he, he was a not that great singer and then he turned into the
0: global superstar. Yeah. (laughs) He's just made it. But but ultimately, even if you don't create a whole bunch of Ed Sheerans, mm. the quality of arts in New Zealand will have risen because oh, the aggregate of everybody, yeah. you know, embracing it and enjoying it yeah. and learning
1: and exactly. And I and I think it's not just. Um not just for artists as mm. well. It's it, it's actually about, so I, I think part of the work we're doing is promoting the artists and connecting with them with with people that can make a difference and seeing if we can run events with them. We'd yeah. love to collaborate with artists on, on events so they can feel free to get in touch with us yeah. that way. Um, but also just teaching uh, parents and communities and mm. schools that creativity is is such a valuable skill and that it can be applied to anything mm-hmm. uh, in your science class. Instead of just doing an experiment that, that we've done for the last 50 years in the NCA curriculum, why don't we change it up a little bit? Let's mm-hmm. make something explode. Let's, let's, let's test them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, do, do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's actually about encouraging Encouraging creativity in all forms and also just encouraging people to be supportive of each other. Because we, we have such a, you know, you're, you're right, we have such a, uh, s- quite a toxic nature in New Zealand of being uh, quite, um, what's the word? I, I guess just not appreciating yourself and, and not being confident enough to, to mm. express
0: yourself in, unless you know that you're really good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and so. And in a way, it's that tall, poppy thing, right? Like yeah, the, the, yeah cut it down mm. if it if it if it gets too high. Exactly. But if you can if you know, if people like you said, if if they're humble, if mm. they are genuinely believing in what they're doing, then mm. it's to be encouraged, right? Yeah.
1: So. We'll encourage those poppies to all grow tall together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So if people are interested in finding out more, what's the best way to reach out to you? Is there like a website or something? Or?
1: Yeah, so um, our website is just youtharts.co.nz mm-hmm. um, and feel free to email me at matthew at youtharts.co.nz um, and we also have a Facebook community which is great for um, artists uh, promoting themselves and, and encouraging collaboration and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have great opportunities for um, to, to get involved in our events and things like that. Um, and then just a Facebook page. So
0: Great. Yeah. Well, what we'll do is I'll get all the links from you. And then great. in the show notes, um, if people are listening, if they scroll down, whatever they're using, there's a place where there will be links. Amazing. So cool. they'll be able to just click and great. then go through and find it (laughs) yeah exactly efficiency (laughs) clear communication (laughs) (laughs) motivation so Matthew thank you so much for coming on the show I really appreciate your time and all the best with your endeavors and we'll be watching and seeing how it grows and I'll get my kids involved as well because they're starting to come up now I've got an 11 year old so she's into creative things amazing yeah cool
1: well thank you so much for having me it's it's things like this are so valuable so yeah Yeah, thank you
0: no problem thanks Well, I do hope you enjoyed that conversation with Matthew. I really enjoyed chatting to him about the power of performance and music and what his dreams are for this organization. And I wish him and everybody involved all the best for it. If you enjoyed this conversation, then consider leaving a rating or review, telling a friend about it, and maybe checking out some of the dozens of other episodes that I've done in the past, because this is the 88th one. Until next time.